Um, Living Dead in Austin is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Sun's going down in midnight Texas, and things are about to get weird. Hello there, you're listening to Living Dead in Austin. We're reading Charlene Harris's Midnight Texas series. I'm Alice Sullivan. I'm Jeff Lake. And I'm Michael Sparkman. And today we're reading chapters 6 through 13 of Night Shift, the third and final book in the Midnight Texas series. Previously, a rash of clearly magical suicides threatened the privacy of the people of Midnight. And you know how they value their privacy. <laughs> Speaking of privacy, Fiji's shitty sister Kiki is staying with her and driving her up the wall. And, coming on the tail of her breakup with Bobo, who she was never actually dating, it's a lot to handle. And Lemuel is super into his research project, which may or may not reveal yet another dark secret about midnight. Someone buried a dark secrets magnet under the pawn shop or something, I bet. <laughs> yeah. That would explain a lot, right? <laughs> it's, yeah, dark secrets magnet? Oh, yeah, dark secrets yeah, yeah. magnet. It's it like put it right in this crossroads so I don't lose it. <laughs> I did notice that the, the Midnighters seem to be mostly upset about the attention that the suicides are getting to the town. Absolutely. Yeah. Not the, the thing causing people to die. Yeah. Sure. I, I mean, you remember that first suicide, they just didn't even like report it. They were just like, oh, oh yeah. from the body pile. And funny things happen. Yeah. It, you you got to wonder if uh, they didn't get like all that attention from this most re- this, the second suicide. Yeah. It probably wouldn't have been. A this could have just deal. been like, like you know, they have a tiger night in, uh, <laughs> in midnight, so maybe they'll just have like a suicide night. Yeah. <laughs> put like a little pit in the in the middle of the the crossroads, so every time the suicide comes in, there's like <laughs> knock them in the, knock yeah, them in the suicides. Hole. Please stand in this pit. <laughs> well, they've got options now because they can either put the body in the usual place or mm-hmm. tigers can eat them. That's oh, true. Yeah. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Midnight's growing. It's getting cosmopolitan. Yeah. <laughs> they've got a, they've got like they've got some systems in place to take care of business. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chapter 6. There's an awkward road trip to Colleen between Manfred and Teacher. I, you know, this is exactly the kind of uh, awkward road trip that I... that I, This is why I don't like doing road trips with people I don't know that well. Oh, Because great. this is like the thing that I dread most. This yeah. like... You, you're trying to make conversation, but like you don't have anything in common, and like also you don't really like the person that much. It's, oh god! You really just want to listen to your podcast, but like it's true crime, and you're like they'll think that's weird, or I have to like catch them up on where we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- I, I, mm. I've done this, and I hate it. <laughs> yeah, there was one point when he thinks to himself, "This conversation was on life support." <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, teacher was giving me strong hitman vibes this whole time, and he can't. You think so? Yeah, like, he's very cagey about his past. He's like, where are you from? Alabama. Where in Alabama? You know, around. Mm-hmm. Like, and... I mean, also, you're... Okay, but this is a midnight thing, too, right? Like, you're not supposed to pa- ask anyone in midnight about their past? Yeah, and but also, Manfred's asking him about the tools, and he's like, they're very specialized tools. Very expensive tools. I wanted to try them out, make sure they work for me. <laughs> what, is he, what is he talking about? A hammer? I, I wasn't. <laughs> I had the same thought. I was like, "What kind of tools is he talking yeah, about?" Like a power drill? Uh, like, I, I guess I don't know enough about tools, but I was like, "Oh, that makes sense to me." Like, if it's something, because like cooking equipment, like you want to make sure it's good, because like my Le Creuset stuff, I'm gonna be passing on to my kids if they would want it, which I'm sure they want. But uh, like, I, you think so? I mean, I, I was definitely getting like sniper rifle vibes. From I this wasn't guy. getting that, even though it was very suspicious, because because he was most vague. When Manfred was asking him about uh, his relationship with Madonna. Mm. Yeah, like, oh, when did you guys meet? Sometime. Was it in Alabama where you're from? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Something like <laughs> that. <laughs> right, which 
I mean, either he's a hitman or he's he's Joseph, the father of Jesus, and they're all they're both like two thousand years old. It could be that too. I mean, there are literal angels in Midnight. So, yeah, yeah. You know, I was thinking about that because also the lawyer is Magdalena. Oh yeah. yeah. And then later yeah. we meet her mom, who is Agnes, which is also a name from the Bible. No, yeah, is it? Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah it means holy stuff or everywhere. Pure. Yeah. Mm. Or yeah, who knows? I do have I do have a theory later to talk about about in regarding Manfred and teacher. Mm. So they do the reading, like I was saying, for Magdalena's mom, Agnes, and her neighbor Linda, who is sadly dying. Oh, Agnes is super nice, by the way. She is. Like Magdalena is not nice. No. But Agnes is like. You know, just a big fan and just happy to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, probably the best kind of, like, this is the kind of visit that Manfred eats up, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's very, very positive, likes him a whole lot. Except her, for the dying neighbor. Well, yeah, there's a, a sad dying neighbor. But he gives her, like, a really good reading, right? He finds her lost ring. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, her, Agnes's sister Anna shows up during the reading, so he's able to find a ring that... She's missed for many, many years. They weren't even there for kind that. Kind of obscure place. Yeah. 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 That wasn't even their intention. It was just like, oh, hey, there's someone who wants to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Manfred's psychic grandmother pops in with a warning. Yeah. Get away from the crossroads. It's, it's waking, waking up. It's up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and Manfred says, boy, that warning was scary. I better get back to midnight. Tell everybody about it. <laughs> you better get right back to that crossroads. Yeah. And by the way, Linda, you're dying. Yeah. That's yeah. That's sad. Yeah. Dying. It is. But, you know, she seems she seems at peace with it, right? Yeah. Well, it's kind of nice, actually. He's able to give her a little bit of peace, right? He, he communicates with her brother. Yeah. He's like, can't wait to see you. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. That would make me feel better if, you know, I believed in that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Be nice to have some sort of proof that what's about to come up is going to mean something. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. But he, they return to midnight. Um, Manfred visits Lemuel and tells him about Zelda's warning. Lemuel sa- says that they are close to catastrophe. He also asks Manfred what he thinks about Teacher. Yeah, it, it's interesting. Lemuel seems to know something, but he he's playing his his cards close to his chest. He's not, he doesn't seem to be telling anyone what he's what he suspects or what he thinks just hey it's real bad shit you know yeah which i think everyone kind of kind of picked up on i think lemuel has a sense of the dramatic yeah oh, seems like does. it seems like yeah yeah he's got all those tattoos and crazy hair and stuff but but it's funny because people keep asking me and he's like they're like lemuel what do you think is happening he's like well i know if i could finish translating my <laughs> fucking book yeah, but yeah. you guys keep talking to me <laughs> <laughs> Well, here's something interesting. So everybody is talking about, well, not everybody, but like there's something super weird up with Teacher and Madonna, but nobody ever questioned it until Manfred. And anytime Manfred has questioned it, people have brushed him off. Yeah. And even a little later, he Manfred and Olivia are talking and Olivia realizes, thinks to herself like, huh, that's weird. I'm a really like suspicious person. I always want to know stuff about people, but I never asked why they were here. Exactly. I was just glad they had food. Like, I think there's something, yeah, it sounds like magic shit that Manfred, he moved, he's, he's the only one who came after the reeds arrived. Oh, that's interesting. So maybe they cast some sort of like, don't look at a spell. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe they showed up and they insourcelled everybody else in the town, but they haven't got him yet. That's a great word. Yeah. (laughs) You know, uh. I think I probably said it wrong. I think it's. Insourcelled. Insourcelled. And I think it's supposed to mean like when you're bewitched, like in a sexy way, right? Like if you're super into someone, you're ensorcelled. I think I, I think go out both ways. Oh really? With literally, you know, figuratively. I just know from the West Wing. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so teacher can't be a hitman because they already have one of those. 
They don't do doubles. That's exactly my argument against it. Yeah, I was thinking like he's he's giving me hitman vibes, but he can't be a hitman because he's already a hitman. Yeah, we already got one of them. Yeah. So he's something else. He's hmm. a handyman. He's, he's just a teacher. handyman. He's, he's, <laughs> wait, no, he's actually a teacher. <laughs> the, the hardware store he went to is like teacher supply store. <laughs> he's getting like one of those like that's his dark secret. Yeah. <laughs> a he's whiteboard. Getting, yeah, yeah, a whiteboard and like one of those little fold up yeah. sticks so you can like point to things. Yeah, I have to make sure this chalk fits my hand just right. <laughs> oh, they don't use chalk anymore, do they? They use sharpies or whatever. Oh, or dry erase or. Or, I don't know, they still use uh, overhead projectors? I don't know. No, it's all computers now. Oh. I mean, they use projectors, but for computers, not the, like, old where you would write on the thing and it would display the transparencies. Yeah. Transparencies, yeah. Those, those were fun. Yeah. I used to wash those for the teachers. Fucking suck. <laughs> 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 of course you did, Alice. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. There was also a baby lizard. I, I bought a, 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 a leash for it, took it for walks. The teacher's lizard? Yeah. The, the literal teacher's pet? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I got a little harness for it, took oh it for walks. God. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Whatever. <laughs> Chapter seven. It's late night. Lemuel's wandering around. He kind of stalks around the Reed's trailer. He yeah. really wants to search it. I gotta say, this this was like a super creepy thing to do. Oh, yeah. And you yeah. gotta wonder, how often does a mule prowl around the town, right? It seemed, he, he didn't seem to act like this was an unusual thing for him to do. No, no. he's just doing his usual thing. He does, a th- he does a thing at one point where he knows that Madonna's on the other side of the wall and he walks along the wall with his hand where she is. I was yeah. just yeah. like, following her along. What the hell? Yeah. yeah. He's probably doing this to everybody, like, yeah. all, all the time. This oh, is, yeah. This is his story or whatever. Yeah. He's the fucking crossroads thing that's fucking everything up. Oh, he's right. making up some story about books and something else. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, I'll, I'll tell you what it is yeah, just it. as soon as this, like, the, the whatever <laughs> Halloween has passed. And uh, he thinks about how shitty it is now that there's, like, investigations and stuff because yes. ordinarily he would just kill the reeds and maybe if he felt like it take Grady to an orphanage yeah if he was feeling merciful yeah, yeah it's like yeah. It's so Fuck. it's so annoying to be a murderer these days because of forensic science <laughs> yeah but he thinks about you know there there being some nice modern amenities too so you know yeah pluses up. and minuses yeah yeah uh, he also thinks again and without saying anything useful uh, that he has a theory about the reeds Okay, so the it, the baby, right? It's got to be the baby. The baby is the villain. The baby is the evil thing. Either the, the baby is the, the oh waking up. Maybe it's like oh uh, like like you know the baby's growing up and like becoming aware or maybe whatever. Maybe it's the Antichrist. Maybe yeah, it's like the omen. Yeah, something like that. Well, I mean, Madonna's the mom, so maybe the dad is a demon. Oh, it's not really teacher. Teacher's a oh, oh wait, is teacher a demon or is teacher the carpenter married to Madonna? Oh he's yeah, actually so teacher's the dad. like yeah, he's the. I was about to say the cuck, but I don't know if I should have heard of Joseph of Nazareth as a cuck. Although technically, right? I mean, the, the, the one of the first, right? Like, the original? Yeah. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> one person in this group is going to hell. Hey, if you're uh, if you're enjoying this, please <laughs> check out our Patreon at armadillo.club. I don't know. A teacher could be the the cult guy that you know, like in Rosemary's Baby, like the cultist that is raising the demon baby, or he could just be a demon, right? He, that could be like a demon store. He went and bought some demon tools. 
mm-hmm. from the demon store in, in Davy or, or right. in Killeen. 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 <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, Davy's a little too small to have its own That's demon true, store, yeah. right? <laughs> you had to go to big, the bustling town of Killeen, Texas. <laughs> God. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, then some drunk teens pawn a television set, and he calls the police on him like the fucking narc that he is. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you got, a, you got yourself a cheap television set. Right? The mule. Yeah, no. He calls the police. Uh, and then he really he, is an energy vampire. <laughs> <laughs> right? Sucks all the buzz right out of the room. <laughs> Chapter 8. Diedrich visits Fiji. We find out he is sleeping with Marina from the hotel, but like witchers, he cannot get STDs. Cool. Man. Where tigers really have all the all the best it, stuff, it's right? It's probably the best thing to be so far in these stories. I think right? so, right? Yeah. Other, than, other than the thing where they kidnap you and put you in fighting pits. Yeah. It doesn't sound that bad, actually. It's kind of fun. That's a good point. Like, if you're a were tiger. Yeah, right. It's bad for everyone else in the fighting pits. <laughs> yeah, it's that's like, right. shit, they got another were tiger. We're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so I really, I really hate killing you guys. <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys, but you know, fighting pits. <laughs> uh, what are you gonna do? I mean, I know what you're gonna do. You're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> but unlike witchers, they can actually get people pregnant. So yeah, gotta watch out for that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, still, that's easy. But Quinn have the talk, you know. Yeah, you can't qu- count on Quinn for much in the fathering line, but. Birth control. Quinn's on top of it. That's <laughs> right. It's literally the one fathering thing he's done, right? <laughs> Good job, Quinn. You're like, don't get, don't knock up a girl, son. <laughs> it's raining out there, son. <coughs> Wear your slicker. <laughs> uh, still weird, though, because Dietrich was like nine years old a year ago, right? Was he? Like, he's younger than that. Like, I don't, we don't, we, he looked nine years old. Yeah, I think he's like, like like one year old. I think he aged in Tiger Time, and I think he like is one or two years old. He's is a he... fast learner. <laughs> that's, that's part. It's like, Dude, that's, that's a justification. It's like, the movie, could... it's like the movie Big, where you're like, that's not cool. Yeah, it's yeah. like just because you have the a man's a grown up body. body does not mean that you are a grown up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah I agree, but he's like he's he's super super mature super fast right uh yeah, yeah sure uh-huh. <laughs> i mean he's just an old soul <laughs> <laughs> gross yeah well he uh he's definitely he's definitely doing that uh, mm-hmm. against I, I guess everyone's okay with it everyone looks around and is like are we okay with this okay so, we're, we're gonna let this happen huh? what are okay. you gonna do right yeah. that's a good point he's a weird tiger he's gonna invite you into those pits <laughs> right chapter nine it's Bobo. He is upset about Fiji. Called it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 Called it. Yeah. I knew it. Loves her. Yeah. He's in love with Fiji, mm-hmm. and he's got it bad, and he knows he screwed it up, but, uh, you know, he, and he wants to give her, the, what, the, the steamy business, but, yeah. you know, Kiki's there cock-blocking, mm-hmm. and so he's just going to let that Yeah. He's just going to marinate, Pull the Bobo, and he's just going to wait and see what happens. <laughs> God damn it. Come I mean, on. he's so handsome. Things just happen to him all the time. Honestly, it's probably going to work out just fine yeah, for Bobo for that fine. reason, right? <laughs> <laughs> Still annoying. Like, yes. oh my God, just have a conversation. I know, right? Yes, but Price Eggleston comes in to buy a gun to kill himself. Yeah, remember that right-wing terrorist from book <laughs> <Yeah>. one? He's <laughs> back. I uh, love when they bring back recurring characters. And he's, and he's not coy about it. He's like, I'm here to buy a gun. And they're like, why are you here to buy a gun? So I can shoot myself. <laughs> okay then, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, you know, it's funny because until he says that, Bobo doesn't seem to be picking up on what this obviously is, right? He's like, what are you doing here? 
buying a gun. I don't get it, you know. But but luckily, mm. like luckily, he just lays it all, all out there. Well, and Olivia, but Bobo's I mean, he's he's a looks guy. He's not a brains guy. Right? You're right. You're right. Um, but Olivia is just all for letting him do it, right? Yeah, she's about to she, kill him. She's like, you, she's like, I was gonna shoot you, but if you're gonna take care yeah, of she's, it, yeah. yeah. But was like, what do we do? She's like, give him a gun. <laughs> <laughs> you heard the man. Let him do. Let him do his thing. But instead, he grabs one of her arrows, runs outside, and stabs himself to death in the neck. Yeah, that's oh. a harsh. That's a harsh suicide. That right doesn't there. seem like it particularly nice way to go. You know, couldn't it happen to a nicer Nazi, right? Yeah. Kind of impressive, actually, right? That would take a lot of strength, wouldn't it? you got to get yourself right in the right spot. I mean, you've got that big old artery there, but still. It depends on the arrow. You know, like, uh, you're you're probably thinking of, like, the the blunt, like, target shooting uh, arrows, but if you're thinking about, like, a hunting arrow, they have those, like, big-ass blades Olivia's got broadhead arrows. Mm -hmm. She's she's cutting people up out there. I mean, this this is not a... This is a... This is Olivia. What do you think she? Yeah, what do you think she's going to use this bow for? Right? Yeah, Max she didn't blood. buy it for fun. Yeah, no, she's a she's she's going to go people hunting, and this is a people hunting arrow, I bet. Yeah. But either way, you're right. It, it this is probably not the most pleasant way to off oneself. Mm-hmm. If you get to pick, don't use an arrow. Yep. Chapter ten, midnight has the worst thing happen to itself, which is not everybody killing themselves, but people knowing about it. So there's oh. a bunch of press in town. God, the media again. And Kiki is making up sorts, all sorts of stories and lying to the press. The Rev tells Fiji to get her to shut up. Yeah, this is this is like the one thing you just don't do at midnight, right? Yeah. You can kill people, you can eat people on occasion, like, you know, as long as you don't make a big deal about it, mm-hmm. but you really just, oh, yeah. you really can't talk to the press. Yeah. You can transform into a tiger and hunt them, but yeah, no, we don't talk to the press. Mm-mm, we don't mm-hmm. talk to the press. Yeah. yeah. So Fiji's like, you got to, you got to get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And while they're arguing, Fiji hears the thing at the crossroads. It offers to kill Kiki, and they can actually talk to each other. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Okay, cool. Uh-huh. The thing at the crossroads is talking to Kiki. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry, Fiji. Fiji. Damn it. <laughs> Their names are too similar. And it, it, it is very clear with her. Yes, all, all the people that pissed you off, I'm killing them. And she's like, well, what about the first one? And he's like, I needed the strength. <laughs> yeah, that, that was just a snack. Yeah. That was, that was, that was a, a warm-up. A moose-bouche. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, and I, I actually liked how Kiki dealt with this, right? There was no, there was no like, oh, I must be going crazy or I'm imagining things. She's just like, shut up. <laughs> God damn it. It's talking to me now. <laughs> and then she goes and tells the mule about it right away. And he's yeah. like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That's talking to you. <laughs> yes. But Fiji tells Kiki she has to leave tomorrow. Mr. Snuggly joins the conversation and Kiki sucks. Yeah. Kiki's kind of a dick about all this, you know, like. Right? Uh, and then, but Diedrich steps in because, mm-hmm. you know, he's, I guess, super hearing, right? So Yeah, what, that must be it. Yeah, he heard heard uh, Kiki talking shit to Fiji, and uh, he's not going to let someone talk shit about his surrogate mom slash girlfriend. Crush? I don't know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, milf, so, right? Yeah. She's yeah. not a milf, right? I guess she's a wilf. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he's... <laughs> I mean, what is the age difference, really? Because she's only supposed to be in her 20s. Uh, that's a good point, and yeah. he's like... I, I, physically, he's what, 19, 18, like that, 20? Yeah. But, you know, he's actually. Right, two. One or two. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like Grady's age. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But anyway, yeah, Fiji tells her she has to leave, and uh, Kiki's out. Yep. And she calls Lemuel over to talk about this, this, you know, voice, but he's still not particularly helpful. He does ask her about this 
like, like uh, oh, are there any things coming up on your witch calendar? Which, the way he asks that, like, he knows, right? Like, he's, this is, like, he a knows. leading question. So yeah. she's like, oh, I guess uh, Samhain is coming up when the, the veil between worlds is especially thin. So uh, that's probably what's going on. And he tells her she can't have her Halloween party. Boo. I uh, know. Yeah, lame. Yeah. The, the, the Halloween party's cool, he's, right? You, he's an energy vampire, right? <laughs> he's, yeah, he's like, right. The mule is, is the local officer of the fun police. The <laughs> <laughs> mule buzzkill. Yeah, so something's trying to come over. Yes. Demon, nightmare beast, maybe Sookie's granddad. You know, maybe he's doing oh, all yeah, these murders yeah. to just build up enough juice to send a letter. That's a thing he would do. Yes, but Lemuel says Fiji is his target because she's the only one who can stop it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, so is it this is like like when your cat brings a like a dead thing to you mm-hmm. like as a present it's like trying to is this thing trying to please Fiji? I think so. That 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 is the that is what I I gather from this brief conversation with the thing inside of her head. Chapter 11. <laughs> Rasta. Jo- yeah, Joe and Chewie's dog Rasta is freaking out. I, I got to say, you know, they do, they take good care of this dog and this dog is disloyal as shit. He's like I'm out, you know? Yeah. He's like, there's shit going down, and uh, I don't know what's going down, but I don't want to be involved in it. I'm getting I, out of town. Well, I think he's a he, I think he's a Pekingese, and those dogs have, like, no brain. They have, like, raisin brains. Oh, okay. Um, so. So he's just responding to, like, uh, you know, his instincts. The feelings or yeah. something. Yeah, so, yeah. Somebody yeah. might have stepped on his tail, and it's running away from the or, pain. <laughs> or, honestly, Ross might be the smartest one in the entire fucking town. He Actually, gets out. That's a true. good point. That's he's leaving. Yeah. Manfred had a had his his psychic grandmother literally tell him get out of town, and he's like, well, we'll film to follow yeah. that one away for yeah. later. Figure out what that means. Ross is yeah. like, what could this message mean? I have to decode this message from the beyond. Ross is like, fuck it, I'm gonna go get spa treatments <laughs> outside of midnight. Then <laughs> it's good. So you know, when Joe and Chewie are eaten by this monster, somebody will be there to take care of me. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, but Manfred. Uh, catches and tackles Rasta mm-hmm. for the second time in the book. So, good job, Manfred. That little shit bites him, though. Yeah, it bites the shit out of him. You know, I'm an animal lover, but, like, I have limits to my patience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Manfred uh, hands him back to his parents and goes home to lick his wounds. Yes. And Olivia's there. She helps treat his dog bite, and she tells Manfred that teacher and Madonna Real are not Reed are not real. That's not their real names. Yeah. Well, of course. And and <gasps> okay, but hold on. What? This is midnight, right? Like Wait, teacher and Madonna, those aren't their real names. <laughs> they no. Didn't really, they didn't really try that. No, no. Reed is not their real name. <laughs> they are teacher and Madonna. <laughs> yeah, their names are teacher and Madonna. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but like okay, anywhere else, right? This would be a red flag. But in midnight, like probably half the town is going by fake names. Olivia. Right? Yeah, Olivia's yeah, Olivia's exactly. <laughs> what is it? Olivia Charity? Yeah. It's not her real herself. name. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, that's not necessarily an immediate cause for concern, but it's something you keep an eye on, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, for my part, my theory, I'm like 90% sure these are satanic cultists and they're there to sacrifice a baby. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. And, and uh, teacher went to a satanic cultist store to buy a sweet-ass sacrificial knife. Uh, and a, a baby sacrificing baby. tool? Yeah, yeah. That's that's my theory. I wonder yeah. if he went with craftsmen or if he cheaped out on Ryoji's. No, I mean, like, th- this is a this is a big deal. He's, he's, he's going to go, like, mm-hmm. he's going to go all the way. He's not going to Harbor Freight for one of those baby sacrificing <laughs> knives. That's right. Uh, Lemuel tell, told her to avoid them, which is interesting. Probably because he thought they were going to have too much fun. <laughs> it's true. What? Because he's the fun police. Oh, 
He's like, oh, they, I, I hear they're having a birthday party later. I should stay away from them. While I was standing outside their house, I heard someone laugh. I don't want you going around them. <laughs> also, Fiji, she's just way too friendly. I don't like her. Lemuel's not his real name either. It's Buzz Killington. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Olivia thinks that the town is, quote, paying for what Lemuel did to the Lovell boy when he snapped his neck. Uh, maybe. When he maybe. killed the teenager. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That's just what she thinks. Yeah, well, you know. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not the first or last person he killed, right? In here? Oh, Lemuel? Yeah, he kills people a lot. Yeah. 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 Chapter 12, uh, uh, this is from Olivia's point of view. She was questioned by the police about Price killing himself, but plenty of witnesses, and there are plenty of witnesses that can say she didn't do it, including there's some weirdo who's like watching from the hotel. Yeah, there's one of the guests. we don't know who they are. Yeah. yeah. This, this is interesting. Like, this is, this feels this feels magical to me, right? Like th- this, this, this death happens, and they can't pin it on anyone in midnight because, like, there's witnesses. Mm-hmm. There's like, uh, like suspiciously, everyone has yeah. an alibi. Everyone has an alibi, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And there's this weird woman who Olivia thinks is like a lawyer, which made me think maybe it was Magdalena, but yeah, because Arthur knows there. who he is, just watching her. I thought it was Magdalena. Okay, yeah. that was just a weird thing. It was like, oh, I saw this woman. Olivia thinks like there's this woman watching me, and I don't know why they. I think it's Magdalena, and Olivia just hasn't met Magdalena. I think is all. Oh, but, okay. But yeah, she that that was my read. But. Yeah, and Price's shitty parents show up and try to blame Fiji, but they can't explain why since they can't explain that Price abducted Fiji. Yeah, if there's one thing Midnighters are all consistently good at, it seems to be dodging a murder charge. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like yeah. they have experience. Yeah, yeah. You're never gonna pin a pin a murder on midnight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Olivia goes to the gas and go, and we finally meet the new manager everybody's been talking about is an American Indian named Sylvester Ravenwing. Okay, hear me out here, right? You know, everyone assumes this guy is a Native American, but but think about this. Long black hair, Sylvester Ravenwing. This dude is a basement goth. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, he's Native American because of the block. No, no, this, this dude's a goth. Native right? Americans can be goths too, Micah. Oh, that's a good point. Don't be racist. No, no, you're, you're absolutely right. But, <laughs> Ra- but Ravenwing, come on. Yeah. Sylvester, come I, on. I thought a lot of this stuff, like the guy um, that was the mysterious guy watching from the hotel and also Sylvester Ravenwing were like, click here for more information type situations, right? Like some... Somebody's got to follow up on this stuff, but no, yeah. not midnight. They don't care. <laughs> like, no, it's fine. Honestly, this guy's probably a cultist, too, you know, with the name Ravenwing, right? He apparently doesn't know about the suicides that have been occurring outside his store. That's, that's, a, that's a hard to swallow, mm-hmm. right? Like, it, it, it's, it's happening little, pretty, pretty, like, much across yeah. the And, and the, the like, media read, circus, read the right? newspaper, you know, the newspaper there that you sell here in the <laughs> shop. And also, outside the door, there were a bunch of media and police there, like, yeah. today, yesterday, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think he's in on it, whatever it is, the demon thing. Yeah, I buy it. They're a bunch of cultists. I bet they're all cultists. They're probably all mm-hmm. cultists. Yeah. Chapter 13. Manfred goes to Davy to visit the old folks. They actually did move into an assisted living facility. They didn't which get Which I found it? very surprising. Yeah, I thought, I thought they, they went into a wood chipper, you know? Super, yeah. Sure. yeah, super dead. That's yeah. But they are still alive, in case, you know, in case we all doubted. Yeah. And, yeah, and Manfred uh, asks, like, hey, what's up with that? And, the, and the, the people there are just like, oh, the bills are being paid by a corporate office for past service. Uh-huh. What? Right. That's all we're getting. And nobody's asking questions. The fuck? I know, right? That's sketchy. So sketchy. And but, it, 
Yeah, I mean, it's just like the the for their part, they're just like, yeah, I'm glad someone's paying our shit. You know, we're 80. Who cares, right? Yeah. Oh, so. But clearly, that's not the important part to Manfred. The important part is that there is a nurse's aide who's totally hot. Yeah, she is definitely Manfred's type, and he decides that today is the day he's going to shoot his shot in the middle of her talking about how his friend is about to die. Right? <laughs> yep. She's like, oh man, uh, that that you know, Mamie, she's she's. In, in, in final stages, you know, if there's anything you can do to help uh, help her, you know, pass along. He's like, so uh, you want to look at pictures of my of my, my dead grandmother? Yeah. And she's I, like, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I get the it digits? Works. Yeah. I, I got, like, this is, this is Manfred's A game, and it's actually probably a red flag that it works, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I mean... The last girl he was interested in literally changed her name and moved to another state. Uh huh. That's a good point. Yeah. After he witnessed her brother being murdered. I mean, I I just I, I don't know, Manfred. I don't know. Like this this is concerning, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but Mamie is actually suicidal. She keeps escaping and trying to get to midnight. Which is confusing because how did Mamie do Fiji wrong? That's what I was trying to think. Like I, think I don't think Mamie is, did anything to Fiji, this, right? This uh, dark presence doesn't seem to be very consistent. I, I what I think I this think is he may, he may have run out of people that did that did Fiji wrong, and yeah. so like Mamie, wow, well, she just she just kind of sucks. Well, so. my concern was who's who's on uh, Fiji shit list right now besides her sister, Bobo. Oh, oh no. yeah, Bobo's oh, right there. He's yeah. got a great, big old juicy life force. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. she's yeah. mad at him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just figure like we gotta, you know, serve up somebody that that you know we actually care about to raise the stakes a little bit because they keep killing people that like nobody gives a shit about. Eggleston <laughs> <laughs> Price, all right, kill him, oh, whatever, no. you know. Oh, Nazi. Okay, what about that little old lady who was like actually kind of nice? Oh, okay, hold on now, hold mm-hmm. on. Yeah. But they think Fiji will be able to help using her magics to get Mamie better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Manfred talks to Fiji. She's going to go tomorrow, do a spell, and Manfred will watch her store. And okay. that is where we end. But she's kind of a dick about it, right? Like, he's like, okay, remember Mamie from across the street? Well, she's, she might be next. She's trying to kill herself. And Fiji's like... But I want to drive to Davy. That's like twenty minutes. Is it twenty? It's like uh, it's like, like a twenty-minute drive, and then I have to like what cast a spell inside their assisted living inside of their no, she's inside their nursing home. And Manfred's like, excuse me, assisted living center. <laughs> uh, okay, but I don't know. It's just like it feels like she doesn't really want to make the effort to save this lady's life. I don't know. I, I think that Fiji is being corrupted by the dark presence. Yeah, because when he walks in on her, she's like sitting there, kind of. Making a weird face, sitting by herself. Uh, I think it's talking to her. I yeah, think, I think she's, she's in the middle of a conversation. Yeah. Okay then. Yeah, but either way, she does agree to help, um, yes. and Manfred is going to hold down the shot for her, which I guess actually probably makes sense because he's probably able to talk woo shit as well as anyone in town, right? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. he's younger, so he could probably figure out the POS system. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they mention uh, there's a long conversation about how this this is like a hellmouth in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh-huh. Yes. And I've been kind of thinking that this whole series. Like, yeah. this town's a hellmouth. Mm-hmm. All the, the weirdos are attracted to this. And they do their little, they do like a like a dream cast of all the people in town. And he's <laughs> like each character in Buffy, which that was kind of funny. Yeah. 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 I like it when she does those those references, like to Anne Rice and stuff. It's yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it for this week's episode. Next time, we're going to be reading chapters 14 through 20. 
I am Alice Sullivan. That's Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Jeff Lake. You can find me at jefflake.info. I'm Micah Spark, and I still don't have one of those. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We love hearing from you. Please share us with anybody you think will like this. Please give us good reviews wherever you've got this. Please find out how you can give us your dollars at armadillo.club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. Good, good night, night Price. price. <laughs>